everybody, man. It's that time, man. I'm back. We're in full-fledged. It's, it's going down. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I'm back again. It's 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 dope to be on an um to be out here doing this podcast right now. It's amazing, man. Um, I think I say that a lot, but real to be living out doing this right now. You know, when I started this about a year ago, I didn't think I'd be here doing this, man. So it's been it's been ill. But with all that said. Straight up and down, like, um, today's episode, I got my man Eddie Howell on here, man, aka Cash, aka ED, actually, this really just one of the real cool, cool dude, man, this guy is a, is a veteran, number one, um, he's a stand-up dude, and he's, yeah, at this point, he's a fitness guru, man, but he's got a lot to talk about on this episode, he talks about a lot of things, man, a lot of stuff that's going on with him right now, um, we, we, we dive into his past We dive on how we got to this point And you know Just about all the success this man has had And how he keeps fighting through his ups and his downs And he just keeps pushing And there's just so much to get into man uh, But with all that said Just listen to the episode It's amazing man And shout out everybody again for the support And yo look out man We got some dope ass episodes coming up soon too So just keep checking it out man I just Really appreciate everybody, man, and really enjoy this episode. Make sure y'all listen. It's very inspiring, very true. This man tells some real shit, man. All right, other than that, I'm out. Y'all take care. Enjoy the show, all right? Yo, what's good, everybody? Listen, I'm back, man. Yo, we're back here. It is now episode 22. Like a like the, like the little gun you get twenty two, yo we here right now. I got my man, all right. I got my man today, and I just want to say shout out to everybody who checked out Brandy's last episode. I really appreciate you guys checking that out, man. She's doing amazing things. She's come a long way, and she's making things happen. She got a book out. Just thank you guys for everybody supporting. But first and foremost, let me tell you about this guy. Okay, I got my man Eddie Eddie Howell. He's a trainer. Okay, I call him Eddie Cash. I've been calling him that for like 20 years. I told him his name is Eddie Cash. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone else knows in the hood knows him as Eddie Cash. Your name is Eddie Cash. Um, But this guy right here, I've known for many, many years, man. I didn't see him come up, grown, man, took care of his responsibilities, handled his business. You know, he he was like the rest of us, man. He used to run the streets with the rest of us and running out here, man, and enjoying life. And you know we grew up in a we grew up in a very very uh, looking back we grew up in a very good time a very very crazy era during the Dipset era for those who around his area fire <laughs> fire area uh, but this is my man Eddie Cash he's a trainer he's a veteran he is what I call a man's man you know what I mean when you talk to this man you're gonna get you're gonna get a real idea of what a, what a grown man is all about and today I'm happy to have him on my show Eddie. What's good, bro? Tell the people about yourself, man. Everything. Everything is good. It's blessed to be here. Thank you for having me, man. man not a problem, my brother. Finally got here, right? Yeah, we finally <laughs> here. <laughs> life, life works funny ways. Yes, it does, man. But we get here. We here now. So, bro, let me ask you something, man. Yes. First and foremost, now, we were just off air. We were just talking about some other stuff, man. We were talking about some business business. And we were also talking about where my man is from. Everybody, clear this up. Everybody, everybody from around the way thinks you're from Harlem. But um, where are you exactly from? I'm from the Bronx, New York, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you from the Bronx? 100%. 100% from the Bronx, man. 100%. What part of the Bronx? 
I'm from uh, 225th and Broadway. 225th and Broadway. Marble Hill Projects, right by Kennedy High School. Dykeman's right across that bridge, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. When did you come to Jersey? I came to Jersey, I would say, oh yeah, it was that, 1999. Uh, About 99? 99, 2000. I remember, how was that transition? Oh man, it was a rude awakening. <laughs> it was very different for me. Like I asked everybody who comes from who comes from um, who comes from New York and comes to comes to Jersey, how did you adjust to hearing the crickets um, and in the, in the air? Because I know it's different. It's just yeah. like it was different. It's quieter. I know that much. Very quiet. Yeah. Um, I didn't sleep because I was used to the noise. So it was an opposite effect, but uh, <laughs> it worked out. Yeah, man. I remember you running downtown with your cousin. Yeah, JD. Man. JD, shout, man. Shout, shout out to JD. JD. Word is born. Spoke to him the other day, man. He's yeah. doing well. Good, man. It's good to hear. And it was, I know it was strange for you to come over and everything. How did that like start to affect your life? Like, as far as like dealing with your homies, your friends? Because it's like you're making new friends, you're meeting new people. How did that kind of change for you? Like, okay, all these suburban kids, I don't know who I can trust, who I can rock with. How did that influence you right then and there? Like, going to a new school and everything? Because I know that kind of shaped your life as we went on. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I was out here with my uncle. He showed me a few things and meeting mm. new people. I had some cousins that were back and forth out here, so right. kind of from the Bronx, so it kind of worked out. So mm. I intermingled, and um, obviously, some people didn't like me because of the way I dressed. It looked different. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Facts. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little, it's a little strange area, man. Yeah. Teenag, Angle, and Hackensack all have their own kind of dress codes, but then Harlem people come in and they they kind of mesh up the whole thing. So it's a whole different kind of thing. Yeah. They rock, we rock. They rocking like Rockaway and stuff like that. It's kids out here rocking Hillfigure and shit like it that. It was crazy. <laughs> I um, I think. At that time, mm. uh, what was it? We had, we had guests, the guest farmers. Yeah, you know, yeah, We had yeah. the Tommy, like you said. Mm-hmm. So, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Polo, polo. Polo stuff. Good. Yeah. Ooh. Polo was listening there. Polo was legit. It's still legit. It's still legit. It's still legit. Like, you know, I always tell people, like, when you when you start making money, polo, you're going to go, you're going to just take yourself behind and get yourself some nice, fine polo stuff. Go get you some Ralph, man. man. Yeah, go get you some Ralph, man. Go get you some fire stuff, man. For real, for real. Now, when you were coming up, it was around that time that New York was pretty much on fire. On it was fire. a different kind of different kind of level of fire. Energy, man. Energy was nuts. I remember pun. I remember. I remember pun. It, it was like had New York on smash. Oof. I remember. I remember Joe. All the niggas. Yeah. Fifty. John. All that. Shit, it was around that time. Around that and era. How did that time? Because I know you were doing. You were, you were first started out in music. Yeah, I did. Let's start with that. You were you were MCing. You were rhyming. You were spitting. How did that that time frame influence that? Um, it was it was everything, man. I mean, hip hop mm. was everything. That that's what you wanted to do, right? You, right. you know, we did basketball, but but everything correlated. Yeah, the music, uh, the energy, the music videos were huge back then. Yeah, which, big. Which they fell off the map. I thought it would never be like that. You used to dream about being in a movie with Puff. Yeah. I mean, movie a movie. It should have yeah. been just a movie. It was, it was a music a video, but it was a movie. It was a, <laughs> a mini-movie because yeah. hype and everything. Belly, if y'all, if some of y'all probably don't even know what Belly is, but Belly was like, for us, was like, for people from New York and this New York area like this, it was like, Belly was our, our, our about it. That was our version about it. Definitely was. And it was, we loved that shit. It, we loved was. that shit. And for those who don't know what about it is, Go check out. Just go Google Master P and then put "bout it" afterwards. You'll Please get do. A, you get a real understanding. Help yourself. You gotta get a real understanding about what's really hood yeah. and what's not hood. Now, um, so you would interview what? 
what kind of things were you like trying to do with music at that time? You were just spitting or you were going to get into producing? How was it for you exactly? I started out, believe it or not, um, I, I, I was into writing, man. Heavy. Ah, okay, okay. Um, you started out in poetry? You went straight into like writing, right? I was doing poetry as a mm-hmm. kid. Right. Um, I, I, I dabbled in, you know... Little bit of hip hop in the beginning, and then more so like R and B. I like to write like songs, right? For male, female, didn't matter. Nice creativity yeah. was strong at that point. Yeah. Did great. you get any encouragement from the fam or from your friends? Or it was just kind of like something you kept to yourself for a bit. It, 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 okay, here we go. <laughs> you gotta now, talk about it. Now uh, they're gonna put me out there. <laughs> so uh, you know, I was with a was with JD. I was mm-hmm. with my boy C Four. Yeah. Um, shout out to him. He was like the big artist at the time. Right. And we were pushing, and even more so. I was always that guy who just you know I, I happened to look good mm-hmm. or whatever to the females and and. <laughs> You know, I just made everything look good. I meshed good, I dressed good. Ladies love cash, B. So I, I never was a talent, right, per right. se, in these guys' eyes, and yeah. which, which kind of like annoyed me a little bit, because I was right. like, oh, I could do this, man. I can, you know. But that I, was a competitive... You Let me tell you something, bro. You always were competitive. Yeah. That was something that was from the jump. Like, you would get that from him. Like, he would try to... out If you were drinking him, he'd probably try to out-drink you. I would. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it was harmful, but he still did it. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I mean, um, they kind of like pushed me to the side, but mm-hmm. eventually, you know, I I kind of parted ways and mm-hmm. I started to make my own path. Right, right. And then the guys would listen. They took some of my music and they let somebody else sing. And they're like, "Oh, this is hot," you know. Mm-hmm. But they still wouldn't let me on. I was like, "All right, oh. all right, all right." All right. But um, eventually, they saw once I started making my own little projects, like, oh, this guy's got a little bit of talent. Yeah, like, you didn't see it back then. That's fine. <laughs> I still love you. No love lost. No love lost. That's a an amazing thing to to at a young age you, you feel like you're getting pushed aside, but still be resolveful and say, you know what, I'm still gonna continue to do it. It's kind of like that Michael Jordan thing when he got let, when he basically got cut from the freshman team, absolutely, and then he was like, I'm getting back on this team, yeah. And you know he got there and got crazy with it. I think that that serves a lot to who you are now. Absolutely, I think it ties into a lot about who you are now because you didn't give, and I always I always appreciate it about you. Like he is who he is, but he don't give. But one thing I also say is, you always worked with people. Now, as time transitioned on, you, I'm, I'm guessing you begin to grow into a different group of homies. How did things change for you then? Like, did you start like finding other finding other people to be around, other things to do with, like circle? So circle around 2002, 2003. I'm guessing. Yeah. Where were you at in life around that time? 2002, 2003. Uh, it was a big transition. Um, okay. I was trying to find myself, yeah. you know, per se, because it was like, hey, man, do you want to go to college? Do you, what are you doing, music? Mm. Where's that going to take you? Then you got your parents on you. Hey, what are you doing? My uncle's like, can't stay around. You got to get a job. You Facts. Know? I know this feeling well. So I looked towards the military, man. Mm. I, I didn't I didn't want to do it, right. but I, was, I said to myself, I said, you know what? Let me go check it out. Right, right, and they badgered me to death. But one day I just got up, went in, and I did it. Mm. And then you know here we are today. <laughs> <laughs> so how did it, how did the transition start for you to get into the military? When did you when did you first enlist and everything? Um, believe it or not, mm-hmm. um, it may sound cliche, but it's the <laughs> truth. Um, it was just right around the time nine eleven was happening. Where were you in during nine eleven? I was in Teaneck. Uh, okay. I was staying in Teaneck. Uh-huh. I was staying on uh, Van Osdale with my uncle. Okay. Um, okay. And. Um, we're sitting in there, and I was going through the process already, but I hadn't just made my final decision on if I was going to go um, at a certain time or 
if I wasn't going to go at all. Mm. So uh, watching 9-11 go down, man, it's very, very crazy. Oh. You know, I can I'm, remember that day like crystal clear, dude, my friend. Every every time I think about it, I'm like, it's crystal clear the yeah. whole day. My sister worked down in Brooklyn at that time, so I'm, I'm concerned about her. She, we finally got, because you know, the phones were down, everything mm-hmm. was crazy. But um, um, anyway, right back to the point, um, October right. 2001, that's when I actually rode in and I left January. Wow! So I made my decision. Wow, and now how was the military at that time? I know they had to be. It must have been extremely gun ho at that point because of what just happened in 9-11. Yeah, and uh, the big. <laughs> so I get there, yeah. and uh, the first thing that the drill saw, and that's what they call him down mm-hmm. there. He's mm-hmm. a crazy guy that screams at everybody, and yeah. and they call that motivation. I don't know why, but what was that metal full metal jacket when the guys? Yeah, yeah, go, yeah, yeah. Gorma yeah. Pal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Watch that movie. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, only difference they're Marines. I was Army, so right. it still correlates. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're there, and he says to everybody, "Say, oh, you know, I know you guys came here feeling all patriotic, you want to join because nine eleven, but mm. I don't care about that. I'm going to mm. train you to be men, oh, and you're going out the door." <laughs> I was like. What did I just sign up for again? <laughs> Hello. The million dollar face on your face was been like, oh, whoa, whoa, chill, B. Like, oh, man. I ain't with this so good. Oh, man. Yeah. I remember like it was yesterday. Wow. Yeah. So when you get there, did you immediately become, did you find yourself, you're an African-American man. Yes. You're entering into a, a place where it's not, it's not based on your color. It's not. It's based upon your performance and, and who you are as a man. So it tests you as a man. Can you speak to how it was for you coming from a spot where you probably were chilling with the homies, and now you're in a space where now you're dealing with people who are completely not from where you're from? Yeah. How was that transition being around people? Because I'm sure you had to bunk with these people. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right away. Um, you could tell. Um, there was, I forget the kid's name, but it was mm-hmm. crazy. Um, this one guy. I think it was from Montana or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he was talking to me and he said he had never seen a black person before. <laughs> so <laughs> I I'm, I'm a little more understanding. Yeah, yeah. And, and I met a I met a guy on the way down there. He was from Queens. So, yeah. you know, they called him Queens, they called me Bronx, and we right. got cool. He was very offended by that. Oh shit. And he, he showed it. <laughs> and I had to restrain him. And I said, okay, man. I don't think he's bullshit us, man. Yeah. I think he's never seen anybody. And I said, that's fine. He didn't come at me and call me. If he lived in Montana or Ohio or something like that, there's a good chance. It's good sheltered. chance, yeah. You know, over that way, what are they like? More, predominantly like Mormons, stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, the white, very yeah. white. Yeah. So we, we, we understand that. And yeah. Even at that point when I was still like, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like in the streets and had that attitude, I, mm-hmm. didn't, I didn't take offense to it. Right, right, right. Yeah. It's kind of a strange thing when you meet, the, when you meet somebody who's never really been around it's that. Crazy. It's a freaky thing. Uh, did, did that help shape some of the ideas and thoughts about different cultures from, for you even more so? Because I mean, we, you go where I grew up, basically. Yeah. You understand different cultures. You're surrounded by it. It's not like you're, you're unfamiliar to it, but it's a whole other thing when you're dealing with people from the Midwest. It is. And it's like, did you like, in that point in time, did, did it help you in the military to be able to have that tolerance of people? It did. Um, it helped me all the way around because um, every day is a challenge to uh, understand things. Right. And sometimes, you know, for example, somebody that you know and you talk to every day may not say hello to you. Mm. You might take offense to it. Somebody else might say, hey, maybe they got a lot on their mind and they'll come back around and say, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. I was just... Right. So it does help just understanding like certain simple things that keep you uh, moving through life and not dwelling on nonsense. Got you. I got you. Did when okay? So 
tell me, give me this. So you had, you were there in mm-hmm. the military enlisted. When did the Iraq war start? I can't exactly, I don't recall the exact date. Uh, I remember watching uh, um, on CNN, but I can't remember exactly. Guys started, guys started going to, what was it, about, uh, I was there 2001 and basic training. So this had to be, I would say, 2004-ish. Did you three, start four? getting inklings when you were getting close to that, that, you, that, the, that this was coming? Well, yeah, because like mm-hmm. the, everything was spinning up, you know. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, I got in, or you know, coming in as like the national guardsman. Right. My, you know, packed with my mom. The whole idea was to get in and just you know utilize that for my education. And Correct. They only drill. Right. So at that point, I was like, ah, oh, you know, it's nothing going to happen to me. I'm right. a national guard. Right. Uh, but uh, I'm understanding that national guard was deploying. You know, they got New York Guard, they got Guard in uh, PA, mm-hmm. those guys rapid. So it just hadn't happened to Jersey yet. Right. So, um, but you knew deep down this is coming. It's a possibility, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Did. did it really, you were hearing the rhetoric on the news around that time. How was it for you being, you're active duty at that point, am I correct? No, I was uh, reservist. You were reservist mm-hmm. at this point, okay. How did, did you hear, you started hearing all this stuff on the news? How was that time for you? Did you start to say to yourself, there's a good chance this could actually go down. Every year. Uh... Every, every year. And every time I heard something on the news, and, and you know, my mom would inform me, obviously. Hey, right. you know, this is Because mom's is looking at you like, my baby is about to go. Yeah. This could be crazy for yeah. my boy. That's got to be, that's got to wear and tear on the fam at that point. Yeah. Did you, were you already, were you, did you have any commitments? Were you like, a, a, were you in a relationship around that time? Or you were just like, nah, I'm still living my life. I'm a bachelor. I don't really have no commitments to nobody. So if things go down, I'm going to be able to move with no attachments. Uh, that early part, I still was in a relationship. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That was early me. That could have been easy, bro. (laughs) Nah, it wasn't, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand that. Got time away from home. Right. um, That was like my. That was like being down there. I I was in Georgia training, Mm -hmm. and um, that was the first time I was away from home that long. How did you eat? Terrible. I starved. I ask everybody that when they go down, they go out. When people go out of state for a long time and they wait from home for a while, you got to ask them how they eat because food's different. I don't care where you at. It ain't your mama food. It's not. <laughs> it's not it's your mama not, food. Especially no on more. the military installations. It's not yeah. your mama's food. Yeah, man. That must not have been easy. Uh, How was the camaraderie in the barracks with the homies and with the with the people that you you were bunked with? How was that camaraderie? Did you build a lot of relationships at first there? I did. Oh, at first, no. Okay. It was um, everybody seemed to be an individual mm. because, uh, you know, everybody wanted to make sure their thing was good, their uniform was clean, uh, the area was clean, the uniform was tight. Right. And, and that they just... Got at the right place at the right time. Gotcha. They didn't get the big picture, right? Which the drill sergeant was looking for everybody to come together mm-hmm. and um, have that cohesiveness, which right. we had yet to find. It took us a while. Mm. Some people just weren't with it, right? Right. You right. Know, so that's it, frustrating. And they weed. They I guess they weed out those people eventually. They weed them out. They weed them out. I got we, you. I found uh, which was astonishing to me. One of the strongest persons I think that was in the uh, company mm-hmm. at the time. He went batshit crazy. Now, I don't know if he went batshit crazy because he really went batshit crazy or because he understood he was gone. Because the talk kept coming like, you guys are getting deployed. Right, right. You right. guys are going right into, yeah. you know. You're going to the thick. You're going. Yeah. There was no way around it. Guys are going. And he just went crazy, man. He was like an all-American white kid. Mm-hmm. He's, he was strong at everything. Could shoot, could fight, mm-hmm. uh, push-ups, you know, physically fit, um, mm-hmm. says the right things. He, you know, he just looked like... A, 
if you if you saw a, sh- a, a soldier, mm-hmm. you would think that's him. A GI Joe, like squared away, right, right, jacked. Mm-hmm. I was like, this guy's somebody I would, yeah. you know, follow, but no. Uh, <laughs> he was, really. Did you? There was okay. So back in back in those days, I don't think there was a lot of lot of like counseling for soldiers at that point. He didn't even see combat at that point. I, no, he he didn't even complete the basic course. Right. You know. Wow. So you don't even know what it is to be at a unit where mm-hmm. they do things on a day to day basis. So yeah. you're going crazy off of an assumption. Right. 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 That's some weak shit, man. <laughs> I, I wouldn't want this motherfucker next to me. Right. Know? Right. He snap off and like, yo. Yeah. I need we in the foxhole right now. We getting lit up. You need to be here. I need you focused. Like that's crazy. They man. always say better to find it. I you know back mm-hmm. when you're practicing and, right in a home station and find out when it's really going down, man. Because did you at that time start to develop any type of like I gotta get physically fit? Because now you're, you're. I mean, I know that I know a lot of what happened at that time and that time of space before you got probably got deployed yeah. probably definitely engineered you towards where we're at today. Did you did you start like worrying taking care of your body then or was it kind of like huh well, I'm I'm young still I ain't got to really think about it I was um because you're only like 22 23 at that time of my career maybe was, like, man I was like, like 21 20. I just yeah. made 21 that yeah. May yeah you know? yeah about to young say. and I yeah. wasn't in shape at nah. all I used to drink a lot <laughs> um, other things a lot yeah. Um, you know, it was just about hanging out, having well, you, a good time. You're 21, 22 years old, so I'm, I'm only asking because you, you were in the military, so they had to get you in shape. A they little did. Bit. They had and to clean you out a little bit, painfully. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got you got your determination at that point yeah. probably kicked in at that. I time. lost about 20 pounds, man. Woo! So I was I was, I went from um, yeah I was like 200 something pounds, man. I went down. To, it was all in the gut. Or was it, it was definitely in the gut, <laughs> and I definitely couldn't breathe during them runs. I could I could imagine, bro. I could so. imagine when you're young. You think you got all the stamina in the world because you go out and you do a couple a couple runs, go play some ball. You do a couple, you know, you do like you do like three or four days where you're just at the park chilling. You just might do chilling, a yeah. run a five or two here or there, and then you you know you bounce home. You think you're in shape? Nah, you're not. <laughs> you're not even close, B. They wake you up. Yeah, they smack the <laughs> hey. Hey, it's seven o'clock in the morning. You know what? You're late. You should have been here at five. Oh, like, what's up? I remember. So, where were you first deployed to? Uh, the very first deployment was 2004, 2005 of May, and I was at Guantanamo Bay, Cuba. Uh, very first one. Okay. Wow. So that was uh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, because that's, that's when things was kicking up crazy, because they, they, were, they were basically taking people there all the time, yeah. I'm guessing. Yeah, and I was at uh, a very, very uh, uh, crazy time, because they were doing these uh, tribunals when mm-hmm. I was there, and this was all over the news, and you couldn't shake it, so mm-hmm. everything was under the microscope when I was there, and I was young. First deployment, so you can see where this is Your going. world perspective must have blown up, like, it's where crazy. the fuck am I at right now? It's crazy. So that first deployment, you're there, and at that time, I know you were just probably sitting there staring at yourself, like, what did I get myself into? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did, your, did, you, did you, like, at that time, did you, like... Edit some of the stuff you would tell your peoples back home just to protect yourself and just protect them from from worrying about you and stuff. Uh, yeah, man, it was. I mean, it, to me, what I could perceive as not bad, mm-hmm. they would see totally different, maybe, mm-hmm. or leading up to just because of the things I was around, mm-hmm. which is operational security. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I would always, I was always in that mode, you know, yeah. just like say less and. How I'm doing, I'm doing good, eating, yeah. How's back home? I was like 
ask about them and want to hear more about what's going on in that. Right, because you were you were like probably homesick a little bit at that point. Yeah, I was. Yeah, that's normal. I mean, anybody would be anywhere that they're not home. They're not home. They get probably get a little homesick, especially in a, you're in an aggressive situation like you're at. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Did that time there help when you got deployed again after that? Uh, yeah, I would say. Um, I learned a lot of how deployment works, you know, mm. how to pack my bag, what to look out for, the, the flights, mm. and um, just the actions, like, what do I do at my at my position? Right, right. Know? So it helped me somewhat. Um, mm-hmm. It wasn't a combat deployment, so mm-hmm. I wouldn't know what that felt like to, you know, until I ever got there. Right, and, right, right. Um, yeah. It was. I know it had to be an ill feeling for you to be on your first deployment yeah. from home, and then you, you're, you become... You know, you're regimented to be. You start dealing with regiment. How did that come when you got back home? How did that that regiment affect you when you got back home? Did you find yourself doing things like in a certain order, and people looking at you like, "Why are you so <laughs> ordered up, bro? Why is everything so?" <laughs> everything had to be a certain way. Luckily, I was. Uh, that's around the time I got my first apartment. I was living by myself, so it worked out for me. Right. Um. But yeah, I was definitely doing things in order. Yeah. Did you Did you organize your sock drawer? I did. Okay. You're a grown man. You're allowed to do Amongst that. Amongst everything else. <laughs> they were like, he coming to me like, yo, bro, why are all the blue shirts here? Why You got all the white tees right here. They're all, okay, let's go over here now. <laughs> Military OCD, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did the homies, did the, how did the homies take to you coming home? How was the reception when you got back home? Oh, you got man. back with the homies and stuff, it, man. It, it was awesome, man. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, so, okay, so I made, I made, I made a bunch of money. And I was ignorant. I bought jewelry. I bought bottles in the club. I bought my boys' bottles. Ryan remembers that we was in the club. We was at some place. I don't recall, but um, I was like, yo, man. I was like, yeah, I'm going to get this bottle. He's like, all right. He thought I was getting one bottle. I got two. He said, oh, we're going to... No, this is for you. Drink it out the bottle. This is ghetto shit tonight. <laughs> and this is around the time of Jeezy. This is old. We're talking old five GZ. We're talking that. We're talking summer jam. Oh, um, Hove comes out. Yeezy was Yeezy. Yeah, you know, this that is, kind this of feel. This is that Jeezy time. This is when Jeezy was out there. We were balling oh. back then. This is old, old five oh six. Six is wilding, B. <laughs> this was a crazy clearly. time. Yo, I I can't front though. I love that time. That was, was a good time, brother. It was the greatest, man. Yeah, man. We were, we were, you want to talk about legendary balling niggas was losing their minds. It was like, that was time when like Dipset was hot. Everybody was just popping. Everybody. Everybody was popping, man. It was just time. It was a good time. The clubs was mean. Club. New York back then, the clubs was off the hook. <laughs> like every, every night was a movie, man. Like it wasn't no jokes, man. It wasn't no jokes. That time, so you're back home. And you're living that life for yourself. Now you come home, you got a boatload of money. You're, you know, you got at this time you don't have any kids, right? I don't. Yeah, this so you is early me. No. So you, so you, so you're in that that wild moment. I was very wild. <laughs> <laughs> Did that dichotomy of coming home, living this life, and knowing that one day you're gonna have to go back at this point? When did it? When did you have to go back? And how did that work for you? Um, at that time, because I know at this point you're like living and good, and all of a sudden you're getting that good. that call. How do you they how do they contact you to go back? They send you an email or they call they call you and say, hey, look, you got to come back in. We have rosters they call us, but we had like our um, our monthly drills, so we mm. would get briefed by our leadership, um, stuff like that. Right. Um, so I was always kind of in touch and in tune because we got like a drill schedule and mm. we know what kind of we do on the state side. Right, right. But as far as like deploying, 
things come as they come gradually. I got you. So I got you. I'm probably got you. the last person to know at that uh, point. It wasn't too important. <laughs> <laughs> so at one point, you're moving. You're doing your thing. Doing my thing. And then when did OTE come about? Because I'm not moving too fast. So let me know. There's a whole bunch of stuff that happened in between that we, time. It was it was some things. Um, official tissue, man. Wow. That, yeah. that, 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 I'm, and I, I, you know, it's so funny. I talked to Reem, and I told him I was coming up here to do this. I said, "Yo, man, we got to sit down mm-hmm. and talk OTE business with, with B." Yeah, because it's, it's a lot. I don't want to. I don't want to miss out right on anything. You know, we right. had a lot of guys involved, and it was uh, it was a good time. We gonna make that podcast happen too. That's coming. That. That's coming. But so when did when did it come come to fruition? Because what I saw, and this is this is me speaking from the mm-hmm. person on the outside, I would see you, you know, doing your thing. Yeah. You know. You were just fly boy cash. That's all I knew. Everything that everything cash does is fly. That's cash. He's just fly. That's him. You know what I mean? As far as the military stuff, it wasn't like social media wasn't like prominent as it was now. Right. Social media wasn't prominent. It, you see a dude in the party, you knew what time it is. They knew what time it is. It, it was what it is. You know what I mean? You grow up with somebody, you're like, yo, good to see you, my nigga. How you doing? You know what I mean? <laughs> it wasn't like I saw everything on Facebook. Like, yo, I saw your post on Facebook, bro. <laughs> what do you mean by that? <laughs> Like I don't like I don't really take kindly to you saying that shit about me. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it wasn't that kind of time. It's yeah. when you see nigga, you see nigga. Like yeah. you know, this is my man. If you saw me in the park, you know what I mean. It's during it's during like the we used to have the in Anglewood back in the day. This is like we used to have a huge, um, huge huge basketball tournament in the park, Ooh. and that was the thing to be at. So that's when you would see everybody that's from around the way, right? and you'd be like, yeah, this we weren't communicating on Facebook, we were communicating in person. So yeah. if you had an issue with a nigga, you saw a nigga, it's what it is. Everybody it, was there. Yeah, it ain't no talking, it ain't no going back and forth, man. If I saw you, I saw you, we talk right then and there. We handle business. Yeah, so it was good, to, it was like, I used to see him there, I used to see you there. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I see you in the club every once in a blue, we catch yep. you in the spot. And I know that you were moving, and I know all of a sudden, like, you guys, Reem, Ryan, you know, even Ron, everybody, shout out to all y'all, like begin to close in as a crew. How did how did that come how did that brotherhood begin to help with you? I know that had to help help your life a little bit to find that kind of brotherhood with people. Because it's never easy to be out here by yourself. It's not. Without your homies, without your peoples, you know what I mean? I know that helped you a little bit right there. It's How good. did that help you? Because come home, home to have that, even when you're deployed to have that there is a good feeling. Because I remember one time you came home and everybody in the hood was celebrating you coming home. And we were all happy, man. What year was that? that I was can't remember exactly, time. but I remember I was super happy to see a nigga come home. We were all happy. Because then you've been deployed for a long time at that point. Yeah, that might have been, uh, I might have been in Afghanistan one. Because I yeah. came home, 2012 yeah. was a good year when yeah. I came home. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of things kicked up. Hey. <laughs> I remember clearly, clearly, clearly. I remember, just, I remember, like with like, 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 yo, the cash came home. I was on, I was, I was on. This is the time of Instagram. Yeah. It, it was, it was. I was just like, yo, when nigga came home, I saw the grand came home. Oh, like, we thought they came home from jail. We all had so happy. It was so happy. Like, where you been? Everybody was just happy. I remember it was, a, it was like a happy thing to see him come home because yeah, cash, cash is when you get around him, you'll you understand what you get around him. But this man is a, he's, he, he, he has an energy about him that is. Very hard for a lot of people to really. I can't really voice it. It's just good energy. Being Thank you, brother. Not a problem, man. Now, how did when that when did that brotherhood become tight for you that you were like, yo, I got real family outside of this. This how did it, how did it really come about for you? Oh man, I mean, it all started like I, you know, I knew some of those guys since since high school, right? But um, you know, we built something. I would say around two thousand, what ninety nine, two thousand, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But um. 
you know, guys guys went where they went. They moved certain places. People had to do things. Um, people think, go through that man. Yeah. That, that strife. That twenty to twenty five life yeah. is real. It's, I don't care what nobody it's, says. It's just strong. <laughs> yeah. It's just strong. You know, I I would say, uh, you know, when Reem got back in mm-hmm. um, 2007, you know, and I I was, you know, funny story how we got cool, not not to, you know, mm. veer off, but um, this all ties in. Um, I was in basic training and he was doing his time and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I happened, I got his information and I wrote him. Uh. I said, yo, man, you know, if you need anything, you know, I can't do too much and I'm not rich, whatever, but, mm-hmm. you know, fuck when I say you wrote back, you want these books. Uh, from Georgia, I sent mm. him stuff. That's real nigga shit the right there. And then when, once I got out, I was able to go shoot up there and see him. And mm. then ever since that, we've been... And I told my mother the story. She said, I never knew that. She said, how? I said, she thought, I thought, no, we... Mm. He came home and then we was, all, we was on rolling. That's so, sopping. You know, 2007 on me, um, Derek... Uh, shout out to Derek, man. Shout out to He's D. a good dude, B. Um, teacher now. You know, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, oh, he needs boy. his own podcast. <laughs> teacher? Derek a teacher? Anyway, I got no words. <laughs> um, you know, Jason, aka Spock, yes. Ryan, aka Gord, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Beef, all, all my brothers, Ainsworth, uh, Ron. Fucking Ains, boy. Oh, man, you know, they, they just... You know, Rupp, you know, mm-hmm. aka Diddy, the dancing machine, you know, back, you know, he know what it was. Um, you know, all of, all those guys been tight, man, you know. Yeah, man. And those guys, it doesn't matter what's going on, where we are in life, we all form like Voltron, you know, JD too, you know, it's just a beautiful thing to have uh, friends that, they're brothers. Y'all know? came up, y'all came up together, and I, I gotta say, I being the fact I got my own crew niggas. Right. I admire the fact that other people have done that and stuck through things because it's a lot of years. For those who don't really understand it, some people they go away to college, they go get old other homies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. From where are we from, if we we came up through high school and stuff like that, we you in for life. It's not one of those things where we just walk away from each other. Like you in here, like you come from where I come from, we all ride together. And these are when we say day ones, we really mean day ones. Well, no. <laughs> it's not it's not well, a no. not a not a cliche saying for us because we just got started in some business. Now these people have been they done shared we done slept on each other's floors, we done each other each other's mom's foods, we done been through the been through the hell, running through parks cause we getting chased cause we got beef, all kinds of shit. That man. was crazy time back then. <laughs> yeah. Got, you know, we used to knuckle up back then. Yeah. Though, you know? Yeah. Forget about all this craziness you guys doing mm. now. Guys, if you couldn't fight. And I ever, mm-hmm. we call it. We you guys call it square up. We call it shoot the one. Shoot the one. That means one. That means your boys stand on one side. Yeah. My boys stand on one side. But we nobody jumping in. It's just one on one. I like and those. Those. That's when you were tested as a man. It and wasn't no pussy shit. No, and that's when they, even guys from T neck and Englewood, we respected each other enough yeah. to have like, yo, man, this. He's a badass motherfucker. He can yeah, fight for Tina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not rolling over him. <laughs> You're not going to. They're going to exactly. fight. Yeah. And you got respect. Even if you maybe got your ass up, at least you got the respect of saying he got the heart to step in the ring and get Real down. Because you can't, nowadays, you can't run and tell your man, go ask for help favors. Wasn't nothing like that. Nah. You got to handle yours, B. Unless, unless you really outnumber, they all go and jump you. Then maybe you want to make a call to somebody you know that can save your ass. You might want to. <laughs> yeah, that might <laughs> save you. But otherwise, just handle your business, B. Step up, get your nose broke, get bloody, and, and people will respect you at the end of the day. Now, you guys got cool. You guys got clicked. Got cool. When did you guys, well, I know at one point you started OTE with Reem, and it must have been a thought process going through your head like, let me let me just try to do something other than just 
be cool with my niggas, go back to the military, get my money and everything else. When did the entrepreneurial part of your, your heart begin to grow? How did that begin to start for you? I think that started um, from just doing the music thing and working with C4 because I kind of went into a role of a manager. Mm. So I was able to understand, you know, I, I was good at social media for some reason. I don't mm-hmm. know why, but like people would uh, have an interest in what I had going on mm-hmm. by the way I did it. So Because well, you, 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 you were, I always say people like Cash because he is who he is. And in this day and age, a lot of phony motherfuckers no exist. No Authenticity <laughs> is everything. Yeah. I'm trying to tell even, you. Even, even, if he, even if he wasn't having a good day, you could tell he was having a good day. But he said, yo, I'm going to give it to you guys who I am. And that's respectful. Yeah. Now, you had, how did, did you start thinking, okay, how can I make something happen? How exactly was it for you, like, thinking, like, I'm going to make something happen right now? I wanted, I, yo, honestly, I just wanted to... Um, I wanted to do uh, the parties, man. I I, li- I love that kind of thing. I like to promote. And I like mm-hmm. that. It was it was. I think Derek. He was mm-hmm. like wanting to sell shirts. Reeman wanted to sell shirts. Uh, Spock had a design. Right. You know all those guys were like into that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I just knew promotion, uh, and I knew how to deal with people. So you want to go straight into it. You were you were ready for the promoter life. And Reem, Reem's the numbers guy. Spark yeah. is super smart. He's like uh, I don't know. We call, we called him. Uh, he's got a crazy name. If you think of a crazy business person name, he's like sitting at the head. And he's got all these crazy ideas, <laughs> and he know you know he just like, he, he knows things, man. Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah. Uh, like uh, Yoda or something. Nah. I don't know. <laughs> you know so. A few times I've had interactions I had with Spock. He was he always seemed like a very clear eyed person. Like right. he didn't seem like. He had a, he was cloudy headed like yeah. like I don't know what's going on yeah. but I'm here he not nah, he didn't see he seemed like I know what's going on yeah. I'm present I'm not you know bullshitting right yeah. here and, and Beef was like the computer guru mm-hmm. like he was printing out getting all the designs he sent me like a hundred I'm like I can't even keep up with this stuff but like everybody had a part in the machine Black Brothers doing good oh, things man, yeah, that's was, that's amazing to me it was it was super amazing yeah you yeah know? did you guys now I remember. <laughs> Speed up a little bit. I remember when I started Circle Success and everything, we were rolling. Wow. That was, was dope. I was we were doing that. And then I remember watching how you guys were moving. And then I remember when you guys did the was doing the um the big big joints you had at the at the park. Oh, the, the, the OT annual barbecue. Now see that <laughs> Yo, you want to talk about a good time, but you want to talk about classic moments happening. You want to talk about people coming together and making something happen. See, where we from, we uh, we all do really well, but there's a lot of crab in a barrel. And for uh, for those who don't understand, a crab in a barrel, you ever watch a crab in a barrel, they're always pulling down the next person, the next crab is trying to crawl out of the barrel so they can get above that person. Fact. The fact that these brothers were able to come together and not be a crab in a barrel and really put something together in their hood, much like, much like my man, um, um, Clus does. Shout to Clus, Clus. and I, and yo, and yeah. I, shout to Clus, shout yeah. to who? That, wait a minute, I missed a few people. Co, don't Co. kill me. Big Chuck, <laughs> shout out to Co. Animal Clack. Don't kill me. Stay too. I got a lot. You know, word, word. I'm getting old. Those brothers, much like, much like what 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 Clus does. What he has going on, you guys were able to put that together, and all of you guys came together. It was like Voltron, form like Voltron, straight Wu Tang style. Because if you don't know, the Anglewood crew, they're much like Wu Tang. It's a lot of them, but they all kind of somehow, some way, they all still fuck with each other. They might get on each other's nerves, but they all get, they all fuck with each other, brothers, brothers. You know what I mean? They'd be like, "Yo, man, I can't stand this." Fuck it. He's a fucking man. Shut up, nigga. But this is how it works with them. Yeah. And 
that right there is a beautiful thing. You know what I mean? And, you know, shout out to my barber, man, my boy, um, Ty, man, Ty Whiteside, my man, Ty Whiteside. Yo, shout out to, to the whole Ty, shop, they call man. him. He kind of, yeah, the whole shop, he's always told me, like, yo, no matter what, we might all get on each other, but we still ride with each other. Facts. And that's what makes that's what makes them unique, is they all stay, they stay down, yeah. do the shits. Was there ever a time when you were building this this thing that you were like, yo, I need to, I need to, I might want to just do this full time and maybe like time to leave the military alone? Did it, was there ever a point in time when that was coming through your head? Oh yeah, man. I mean, when I got back from Afghanistan in 2012. Well, we didn't even talk about the deployment. Hold on. We're gonna talk. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Let's talk about around that time. We're gonna get to that point. Well, well around that time, uh, yeah, is where I felt that energy in uh, 2012. Mm-hmm. Things were going right. Okay. You know? Okay. I say that. <laughs> Get, to it. Get to it. Now, you you around I'm talking about we're talking about circle seven or eight or nine. When did in that time I remember clearly because that was I think Penn I still was working with Penn at that point mm-hmm. like that. And I think we were coming into 2012, 2009, I was working mm-hmm. and I remember seeing you and I remember you were just like you were doing your thing. You were moving. You were just being fly cash at that point. I had no inkling that you would begin to, to mobilize in that kind of sense. And you were like, yo, I'm just, I'm just doing my thing, B, and everything else. And then I didn't see you for a while. And then come circa around 2012, I did see you. It's back. And, and you were just like, I'm in there. I'm getting to it. And I think either it was 2013. I can't make I can't be 100% sure. Mm-hmm. I know it was one of the cookouts that you had. <clears throat> And at that point, y'all started, I think after that, y'all started working with Penn. But I remember we rode in your BM. You had a BM5 series, B. It was nice. <laughs> and my man had a BMW 5 series. And when I tell you it was the cleanest fucking BMW <laughs> I've ever been in, not only was it clean, it smelled like fucking crash and shit. And I'm sitting in the car like, damn, bro. Like, this nigga's car. I'm like, I'm like, damn, should I take all my fucking sneakers and shit? <laughs> Crazy, and we were in the park. We were in the park, literally in the park. He was we were setting up for the for the um for the barbecue. Yeah. And I remember Penn, man, I gotta thank you again because you did that. And I was like, thank you for letting us be a part of that at oh, that man. time. And it was dope because that's when I saw the organization and I saw y'all all like coming together. And it was like it was different for me to see y'all do that because right. I had seen the I had seen, seen obviously seen sections of you guys. I had seen beef. I didn't seen all those shit because I was there. I saw all the shits that had gone down. No doubt. And for you guys to come together and work together to do that, take me there. How that was? How all that came about for you guys to do that? Um, just the process of getting back together. I mean, you know, ego is a motherfucker. Mm. You know, and um, we all wanted. I would say the right things, they weren't the wrong reasons. I just think the timing wasn't correct okay. for everybody to hit um, maybe their goal. Right, right, um, right. You know, we needed to more tie in on one goal mm-hmm. and move forward. Um, so it was good energy. Mm-hmm. It just needed to be, you know, consolidated. Right, you right. Who's having some trouble with that. Yeah. Um, which, which brothers do, you know? We yeah, they all have issues, man. Um, we all have issues. But the biggest thing... Um, and I was all about family, and so mm. you all the other guys. But like, I felt like, you know, what I said was like, yo, no matter what, man, you know, we we need to give back to to where we're from, you know. Right. We, and everybody agreed, and we was like, yo, this is too dope, and, and the energy, and what we 
it's 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 just nothing. It's nothing like it. Mm. I've never seen it. Mm. I don't care where you go. Right, you know, right. People right. do things that they weren't doing it. They the do it we differently from it. around from people. We do yeah. things differently here than other yeah. people. A lot of places. Yeah. People will be wondering like, why do you still have high school friends? I'm like, because these niggas is family. <laughs> it's different. It's just different. It's I can't different. explain it to you until you see it for yourself. You know, the energy, I mean? man. Of these these barbecues. Mm-hmm. I mean, so many people came out. So well, it was a flooded. Yeah. It's flooded. I remember CEO coming down the hill with his whole crew. Crazy. I was like, God damn, CEO, crazy, <laughs> crazy. <laughs> like, like doing his thing, man. Did you at that time seeing how the movement was going for you? What were your ex? You think what were your expectations at that moment? You were like, yo, we really got something here. I remember, I remember how proud your face was when we when we were closing it down, and he was just happy as a motherfucker. Like it went out, it, and let me tell you something: get a lot of people together, especially our brothers and sisters, um, brown, black, what have you, and get them together, and there'd be no beef, no fighting, nobody, no nobody wilding, no drama whatsoever. Like everybody enjoying themselves, you know what I mean, from the young to the old, and to do that in this area. Is big, very rare, very rare because I mean, we always screw shit up, <laughs> like somehow. You know, it happens, and 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 that was one thing. You know, me and Reem spoke about. We saying, you know, to get all these people together and them to respect, yeah, us that much, just to have a beautiful event for family, friends, mm-hmm. um, it, continuously mm. for what you know, what six, seven. So I mean, we were doing it for a while, man. Yeah, man. So um, yeah, it's beautiful. It's a it's an amazing thing. Now we we go through that and you go you make things happen. Now I know you said you you got deployed to Afghanistan. Yeah. How did you when did how did that come about and how was that affecting the family? Because that's a bigger that's a much bigger deployment than the other ones that you had. Yeah, before. this was um this was very uh it's very different. Um, yeah, it was the first taste of um going into a situation where you knew you could be harmed. Yes. Period. Because you're going into a hot spot at this point. Very hot. Yeah. Um. So. You know, I mean, uh, as far as like, I think it, I think it helped. You know, change me. I lost a couple of friends um, mm. there, and then when I came back, I lost a good friend that I was over there with here in a in a crazy uh, motorcycle incident. Mm. So I, you know, it, it humbled me. I saw the post that you would put up, mm-hmm. and I was just like, I don't know, I can even say anything to this man because I don't know what it's like. You know, I've lost my cousins. You know, what I mean, I've lost family members. So like that, but I don't know what it is to lose somebody in combat. You know what I'm saying? And I know for you, you saw live action and you saw those kind of things happen. Did it was it a lot for you to deal with to see your your unit and how how the transition came back to coming home was? Yeah. Uh, did you see counseling or anything of that nature? Um, at that point, I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know they. They give you. You sit down and you you go through a process called reintegration. Mm-hmm. So they have those people there, and they, you know I sat in the room. They asked me those questions, mm-hmm. and I answered them the way that a squared away mm-hmm. sergeant mm-hmm. who's got his head straight on would knows how to answer because I want to get home. Yes. So you say anything basically because you want to get home, even right. if something's bothering you, just deal with it later. Right. Um, which was which was kind of good and bad, but mm-hmm. for me, I mean, it worked out. Um, I'm not the type of person to wear things on my sleeves. Yeah. So um, yeah, man, I got I got back home, um, and I just took my time. Right. You know, I just took my time into it. Did you have? Were you? You weren't married yet. Yeah, I was. You was married. I was married. You was married. Okay. I got married in uh, 2011. 2011. Okay. Yeah. So you were married. Okay. Mm-hmm. So how long did you know your wife before you guys got married? Uh, wow. I know her. We were. I known her like forever because we went to school together. Okay. Okay. We, we never. Um, 
we never were dating back then. Okay. Happened like after college or whatever. So mm-hmm. yeah. So we were together uh prior to marriage for about uh I think at least four years, four or five years. That's good. Like that. So she really knew you when you, she knew yeah. you. Yeah, she, she knew you. She, so you knew how to handle you if you were coming coming home from yeah. something like this. Okay, okay. Well, this is the first time ah. she got introduced to that. Ah, okay, okay. Daughter was was very young. So you had a kid. Okay, oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah. I forgot about the kid thing. Yeah. I didn't want to go into the the family thing like that because you know sometimes people don't always want to talk about that. But you That's had so, to, so you had so you already so you were already a dad at the time a dad, of deployment. Man. Oh, since so, 2009. So it was a whole new experience for you. New because yeah. the, the last deployment I was told single, no kid. Right, right, and right. I didn't have a responsibility when I came home. I came home to do what I wanted to do. Yeah, this yeah. was a whole process, and you got to remember. I got married, but I didn't have the ceremony, so that was going to be done when I got home. So I'm mm. dealing with all this. Pl- it was crazy. Mm. Yeah. That's high stress levels. My life. <laughs> <laughs> levels of stress are high. Super. Eddie, why you look so down? Just leave me alone, bro. I need a moment. Just leave me alone. Please. I'm, I'm very broke right now. <laughs> this money is going. Everything's keep going and going. Did you... Um, did Okay, so you at that time, you were moving, yeah. it, it, and you, you were... That deployment... How does she handle that for you? Um, I think she, I think she handled it very well. She was always a headstrong mm-hmm. individual who knew how to organize and just uh, step out in front, yeah, if, if need be. Yeah, and that was uh, that was a good thing for me. Yeah, you needed that probably at I that did. point. Needed that. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of things I had to do, and there was a lot of things I couldn't do mm-hmm. for my family. Right. So I was training a lot. And you were, you were. Did you miss a, miss time with the daughter? You have a daughter, right? I have a daughter. Yes, right. Did you miss time with her? Absolutely. Yeah. That's yeah. that can't that cannot be easy. Man. It sucked. Yeah, know? man. But I was able to come back and um, catch her birthday. Which good. Is good. That's dope. That's yeah. dope. Dads, be, dads and daughters, you never understand how important it is. You it's really don't. <laughs> I'm not a dad yet, but I could, I see it with the, over the years of dating many many women. I I can see how that that relationship. If it's scorn, it scores the men that the woman dates years later, man. You will see the difference. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a joke, B. I, I'm doing my part, B. <laughs> yeah, because that daddy issue shit with you. That daddy issue shit would fuck up a lot of shit. Oh, man. I'm glad that you, that, you, that you were able to balance that to a point. Yeah. I mean, not a, not a, lot, of, not a lot of veterans can, can say the same. Yeah, a lot of guys not doing too good out there. Yes, you know? yes. Did you... When you came back from Afghanistan, mm-hmm. you came home. I'm, I remember it was like you, because I think at that point you were almost a year that you were moving, that you had been pretty much gone almost. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How was that first six months reacclimating into this, this this ecosystem we call America after doing that? Um, it was it was different because mm-hmm. um, where I was at, man, you know, just like. The culture was so crazy over there, you know. Mm. You know, the, even the, down to the smell, bro, burning Oof. things and Oof. all that kind of stuff. And I then, can imagine, man. So coming back here it was like everything was super fast. Um, you know, guys want you know everybody would go out, hang out. I didn't mm. want to go out. I'm like, oh man, hold on, let me give me a minute. Yeah. You know, I like to I like to do everything slow. I was like, let me take because I was doing everything fast over there. Right. So if I could take my time and enjoy my meal, mm-hmm. sit, relax, mm-hmm. like, simple stuff, man. Watching TV, just watching football, watching not TV. being bothered. I can understand that. Letting my daughter run around do crazy stuff, just watching it, just in the house. You know, you need time to yourself. Man. I did. Yeah. Did it? Did it? Like, how was it? The, after being gone for that long from your wife, was it difficult to like reacclimate to just having a, somebody there that was. 
a female and she's there and she's talking to you about all kinds of things. You're just like, wait, wait, hold up. What'd you say? What, what happened here? Um, hold on. Go. So, ah, we had to pause for just a quick second and everything. Now, getting back to it, the relationship with your wife coming home after that amount of time. How did that feel for you? Being the fact that you came home to your wife now, you gotta, you got. You got to basically deal with someone on a regular basis who is not a combatant or a person who is in the trenches with you. It's your wife now, and it's a different kind of relationship for you. How was that for you coming back after that time? Was it like, yo, we got some things we need to work out? Or was it like, yo, I need to spend a lot of time making sure that our relationship is good? Um, it, I kind of like rolled right into it, you know, mm-hmm. like I said, because when I came back, we went right into the whole wedding thing. Yeah. So it was like, you know, I'm I'm hit the ground rolling basically. Um mm-hmm. I turned I just shifted everything towards her. I'm like, It's your time, this is right. a wedding and I just like she told me what I needed to do, I did it, and, and she moved. got me up to speed. That's dope. Yeah. Not a lot of brothers can say they did that. Woo! <laughs> Cause that shit is not easy. Can I man. get some love, man? Where's the only was a cheers because that shit is not easy, man. I expect you to say, Yeah, we gotta go counseling. For like seven months. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. That shit is not easy because, you know, women have their thing. You know, women always say, oh, we're not, I'm not selfish. Yeah, I, I believe you. Halfway. Don't believe, yeah, don't believe that. <laughs> As always, bull. They want what they want. You yeah. think you got, mm, nah, it don't work like that. Now, at that point, so mm-hmm. you got that, you got back to your family, got reacclimated. Got it. Then, then you and Reen begin to move. Yeah. And things begin to pick up for you guys. And I think, I think it was either 2013. Or 2014, um, either 14, 15. Uh, I can't remember. I can't remember exactly. Mm-hmm. But then y'all got connected with me, and then I said, "All right, yo, y'all gonna work with Penn." Yeah, yeah, that was dope. I was like, "Yo, all right." So I remember it was like Reem. I started first. First, I started working with Reem for Penn, and Penn was like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm down. Let's do it. Let's do it." And oh, for all you don't know, that's DJ Pinnacle. You know what I mean? Pinnacle you can track back bro. a few episodes and you're going to find him his interview. And y'all started working together. Now, it was it was different for me because I was letting go of somebody that I was working with. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't easy for me because I was like, all right, well, I'm probably not going to be included in this conversations, but you go ahead and work with this dude. And it was difficult for me because I was working, but I knew I couldn't help him. But you guys could. So it was good for him to get there so he could get in touch with the people because... Penn, although the people rocked with him, mm-hmm. he needed to get better acclimated to his hood, to where he was at. No doubt. And the who better to do that than you guys at that point in time? And things got good. Things got really good. You know? And describe that time for me, for you. Oh, man. It was, it was monumental. I mean, because mm-hmm. I, I thought he was awesome. Right. You know, and right. I, I thought it was an opportunity you know, for us, too. So I was very... Uh, I was very excited. Mm-hmm. Um, so when he got on, we were, we were doing some things, and he was meeting people, and then everybody noticed, you know, who he really was. You yeah. know, like ah, yeah, Pinnacle. I keep hearing his name, Pinnacle. He's huge, and he, yeah, he, you know, I'm not, you know, credit to him. He's right. done his his part. He's put the work and put the grind in, mm-hmm. but he always understood that there was more work to be done. Yeah, his work ethic is impeccable. Mm-hmm. You know. I tell you, you know, I, w- I would always say that about him. Me and him would have conversations, you know, and I would just say, you know, I would just pick him up and he'd pick me up. 
because we we wouldn't we wouldn't you know say we were better than one another. We were mm-hmm. bigger than we we just wouldn't see. It was so humble. Mm-hmm. That's what made the relationship great. That's um, dope. Did you did you how did that for you for you as a as a man to expand that way? How did it feel for you? Felt good because I you know at one point you know you you don't know what direction you're going in and mm-hmm. he's like oh I want to do this but things are not working out the way every time I try to put something together I see it but just not happening your vision isn't always coming to fruition oh man it is it's very hard and you know at the time you're in your early 30s when your vision when you got your vision and it's not coming the way it's fruition people don't talk enough about it because people don't want to give it up but it's not easy shit <laughs> is not easy to nah. take it's not an easy thing and there's nobody on earth whose vision came to fruition exactly how they saw it coming. No. It doesn't work like that. Everything no. has twists and turns. Yeah. Did you, at that time, you were moving into the, what kind of things were starting to come together for you as a, when you started getting acclimated into the training and into the healthy lifestyle? What kind of things, were, was, anything, was anything coming around that time or it was just like, I'm just doing the, doing the promotion, building this entertainment business? Exactly how was that was there anything behind the scenes that was beginning to bubble up to, to bring you to where you're at here? Was there timing around that? Um, it was um, actually, uh, I started to take that thing seriously uh, about 2014. Mm-hmm. I started to take it seriously about 2014. Mm-hmm. And um, I was on another deployment. I deployed a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to, I can't talk about all of them, yeah. but just, nah. the most significant ones are where they're at. The most significant could, ones. Yeah. And um, so this is where it happened, man. I was, I was over there. And where we deployed at this point, I was in the Middle East. I was in Bahrain. Bahrain, okay. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful country, man. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, you know, I had a good group of friends, and I just, I don't know, I just, I just wanted to change. Like I was like, ah, I want to do this for real. Mm-hmm. And you know, you were posting video, you were posting workout videos around that time. Yeah, I was but it was just it. like, I'm just doing these push-ups. Yeah. And you guys are gonna watch it, and that's it. Yeah. It wasn't anything like I got something that I'm really doing. It's yeah. just like, yo, I'm just doing these military pushes. I'm connecting with people who are doing it. Yeah. It always starts like that Is when it? you start finding your direction. Yeah, the full I, on I didn't direction. know exactly what I was doing. I was like, all right, I'm gonna post this. And then my, and <laughs> he was my, getting love though. Keep it real. You get love. You get love. You get love. I was remember that. We get like, love. He doesn't know what he's doing, but <laughs> I guess we like it because we like him. So all right, whatever. <laughs> and my sister is telling me, my sister in law, she's saying, oh, whoa. Why'd you do this? And she was so good. But she's a very great person, but yeah. she's into all that. So she's like, yeah. well, why don't you do that? I was like, oh, oh yeah, it does make sense. <laughs> so I, yeah, I started. He started with his pull-ups. And, let me tell you all. I don't know if you, some of y'all probably don't know. He started out with his pull-ups and chin-ups. He was calisthenic man. Okay, he was calisthenic man. And I loved it. I thought it was dope. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like he's doing it. Like I always was like, all right, all right. I, I, he did this last week. I don't want to like it, but I'm gonna like it. <laughs> Just did, okay, hold on. All right. Struggle like. <laughs> then he was like, he started doing some stuff, but after a while, you expanded. Yeah. You expanded. Thank you. It was it was good to see you, because you could have took the role. Uh, you could have took the role as military recruiter, Superman. You could have took the role as, you see, I come from this, and you should come do this. You could uh, you could have gone the motivational speaker route. Yeah. Which I don't think was your lane, but I think no. you could have done it, Thank and you, you could have made it happen. But I think you chose the right lane. You know, yeah. let me say that as a friend, you chose the right lane for you because people follow you because of that. Yeah, you know what I mean. I follow you because of that. I'm a lazy as fuck, but you do your thing, and I respect that. Appreciate it. And I need to get my ass on, on doing that anyway. But anyway, we'll talk about that another time. We will. <laughs> <laughs> but the reality of it is, 
when did when did you start saying you know maybe when when was that real Eureka moment like you know what this might actually fucking work for me. I I saw I saw the uh, the people you know mm. they and then I got I got a lot of calls mm. um, you know didn't matter I got like older women mm-hmm. guys that our age or younger they see me doing things. And when did this start to kick up for you? When was that? A... Uh, when I came twenty. 15 when I got back. Right, um, right. Because I was into the box and I was doing martial arts. That's one thing. Oh, yeah, I forgot uh-huh. to tell you about it. Yo, <laughs> Eddie, like me, like Reem, like a couple of us, we will never, we will, We are diehard boxing fans. Yeah. Shout out to Ty because I know he's a diehard boxing fan. Oh, he is. We talk. Yes. Yeah. Boxing, for us, boxing is like, I, I, I can't tell y'all how great boxing is. But anyway, yeah. go ahead. It's, you can find a reference to life and everything in boxing. It go is. ahead. Um, you know, so yeah, 2015, I was getting all these calls, mm-hmm. and then people wanted to change. They said, "Can you help me do this?" Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm just trying to lose a little weight. Oh, I see you doing your thing. Um, I, I I'm going on vacation. I need to do this. And people would call me, but I didn't have the time. Right. I was right. like, oh, how can I do this? And I'm active duty work, and I was like, this is gonna be hard. But um, I would give advice. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, do I need to give you something? I just give free advice. I, I start doing that, then I post things, and then I, you know, I, based on what people were asking me, mm-hmm. I started going to that lane. Did your diet begin to, to, to begin to change? Did you yeah. did you ever think about like working with people who were vets like yourself? Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Because uh, yeah, I definitely see you doing I've, that. I've helped a lot of people uh, pass their like uh, physical training exams. Mm. Um, help them with their running. Help them with the push ups. Little things like that. Um, and then um, as far as dieting, mm-hmm. I became a pescatarian. Wow. Yeah. Did the homies, did you, did you get shit from the homies or did the homies, <laughs> did the homies push? Or the uh, homies was like, yo, you're, what are you, Bowflex, nigga? <laughs> like, Billy Blanks. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I got it all. I got it all. Uh, G.I. Joe, like, you killing me. Yo, man. You know that, the homies was going to get uh, at you for that. That's why I had to ask. I know every, they, I know every they came. Every week with Clus. Every week with him. All right? Him I can just imagine. CO. I can imagine those two <laughs> jokes for days, yeah, yeah. B. All day, man. And my boy Mont. You remember Mont? I remember Mont. You remember Mont? I remember He's Mont. in Miami now. Yeah, yeah. yeah we talk yeah. all the time. Wow. You know, we got a, we got a dope chat going on. Me, him, and Reem. Nice. Um, but he, he 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 fucks with me too. Reem, <laughs> Reem, Reem in that Reem, Reem in that 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 go. Reem been big all his life. He I, built I like was, a fucking he, linebacker. He got man. me into this shit. I didn't want to. Like, <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah. this guy. Had, He'll tell the story. Mm. He had a fucking DVD. The shit was unheard of. Oh yeah, he sure fucking did. Remember that? Yes, he did. Uh, fucking hell, Joel's yes, he did. did. The, the drop for him. Yeah. He came and got me. Mm-hmm. And shout to my brother Rick and, mm-hmm. and told us, "Hey, stand over here." When I said, "I didn't know what the fuck." I said, "Yo, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing." Got me on camera, put me on, on, mm-hmm. on a DVD. Mm-hmm. I was like, "All right." <laughs> I said, just film it. <laughs> just stand there and lift the weight. Okay. He was way ahead of his time, man. <laughs> he would listen. Reem was way ahead of his time. Now, now it's like like we were talking off air. Yeah. There's a whole opportunity to build a brand at this point that if you don't take advantage of it, you're gonna be looking at you're gonna be looking back about five years from now, like, damn, what the fuck was I thinking? Yeah, I got no time to be looking back. No yeah, more, so. man. Yeah, man. So now you you've you've kind of moved into that situation of 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 developing this thought, like, yo, mm-hmm. social media, I can use this for brand things. It's crazy. To happen. How was that? How was that dichotomy of moving into doing that uh, coinciding with your military career? Because now this is legitimately, it's legitimately a career at this point. You've been in the military for this yeah. long. Yeah. How was how was that coinciding with that? Dude, let me tell you, man. 
the the fu- the funniest shit about this was like everybody that would stop me for that. Mm. Forget about any other talk. Right. There's hey, oh I saw your vid. Not even how you doing for oh I saw your video. I love like people of all walks. Mm. So I'm like, shit gotta be for me at this point. You know what I mean? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. yo, just stop me. That's all they want to talk about. Yeah. And I, and I you know, I'm not bragging, I'm just saying that's what the conversations were. Mm. And I was humbled by that. I was like, wow, man, you know, I, I enjoy trying to help people or like putting any little bit of thing out there that'll push somebody to that next level. Right. Or just get you off the couch and, you know, say I gotta get some activity in today. Got you. You know? Got you. See, that's dope, man. Not a lot of people want to do that, bro. Nah, people want and I you know, I, like I said, it's not I don't do everything for free. <laughs> free. Don't get fucked up. When you're when you're an entrepreneur, free is the worst word, but go ahead. <laughs> but I don't mind helping people and I've I've I probably help more people. Um, just out of the heart, you mm. know, than worried about any kind of money. Do you have any advice for people who are in that transition mode in the military who want to do something for themselves that doesn't involve military life? Do you have um, any advice com- for those people? Coming out? I mean, um, what, what I would say while you're still in, get all that information. Mm. It's there for you. Read my brothers and my sisters. Read, please. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I did because I learned from older guys who... Um, Got fucked, right? And they learned some things on the way out. If they would have known more, you know, they would have twenty twenty hindsight. So, yeah, um, just read and don't be that nasty person. <laughs> no, you know, like I will explain that. Explain oh, that to me, man. There's certain people just in all walks of life that just I can't work. That can't work with anybody. And nobody wants to work with them. So be a team player. Be happy even when you're not. Just. You know, don't shut down because mm-hmm. it's a network, just like anything else. The military and you, you, as bad as you don't want to say, you need people. Yeah, we all need people. We all I, need people. I, it is me doing what I'm doing on independently. I know I need people. I couldn't do it without guests like yourself. Oh man! And I appreciate every one of my guests. So I understand what you by needing people. Absolutely. You need people because you know, as much as I would like, my ego would tell me, "Oh, you could do a podcast by yourself. You don't need these people." I'm like, "No, nah, people don't want to listen to some guy who doesn't make millions of dollars. But people are willing to listen to people's story. Stories are everything. Stories man. are everything. So I was like, you know what? That's what that's that's what I want to listen to. I and stories like yourself right here. This has been an amazing podcast, man. This is one thing I wanted to to talk to you about. Yes, is how do you feel as a veteran about what you've seen for the last three years, depending on Colin Kaepernick, America, how do you just feel as a veteran, being a black man, seeing what's going on, how do you feel about it? Not so much your opinion, but how do you feel? Uh, just with, with Cap, I mean, I think he's, a, he's an amazing person mm-hmm. uh, for somebody to stand up for what you believe in and regardless of what anybody thinks, takes a lot. It does. Um, because that's a lot of adversity going mm-hmm. through that. Mm-hmm. Um, in the beginning, honestly, mm-hmm. I was like, hey, what's going on? The flag? Because, you know, I stand for the flag. Right. Um, I mean, I've lost people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't understand. Flag means something different for you. Yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. Under, I didn't quite understand. So I was like, huh? What's going on here? Yeah. You know, I, my antennas went up mm-hmm. because I'm, I'm that kind of guy. Um, but... Once there was an understanding, and there was a very, uh, it was a, I think it was a staff sergeant or sergeant first class that that he spoke with mm-hmm. respectfully. So you know what was the right thing to do? Mm-hmm. He said, you know, when we honor our guys that have fallen in front of uh, their uh, monument or whatever, we take a knee. Mm-hmm. Um, and he took that advice, 
So I can't knock them for it. Some people still have a, a bad taste in their mouth about mm. it. Um, I think that he did it on the biggest stand um, where we get attention and it, and it worked. Right. And I'm not against it because right. he didn't mean any disrespect. That's true. And that's what we had to separate. In the beginning, like I said, I was like, ah, what's going on? Right, right. Because I, 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 don't, I don't play around when it comes to just, not only just the flag, just the whole meaning and, and then mm-hmm. everything I've been through with my brothers. Right, right, right. So they might confuse, oh, the flag does this and people don't. <laughs> they really you, don't you, get that. You got to understand where people are coming from yeah. before you just judge them. I think and, they think that's one thing that I can say you probably learned the most. Yeah. From the military, it's like you can't just go in there and you can't, gun. man. Yeah. Even if somebody looks like something's foul play, you got to get the whole story. That's in life. Everybody, please get the whole story. Yes, <laughs> yes, please get the whole please. story. There's a lot to talk about please. before you get there. So I have a, I have another question. Yep. Why didn't you never go into the FBI or into like um, another branch? Um, FBI specifically, because usually a lot of military guys, they go into the FBI, FBI or they go into private security. Mm-hmm. Well, this is for me, man. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to do what's best for you and what you love to do. Right, right. Um, and, you know, that's just as simple as that. Mm-hmm. You know, here I am. I mean, I, I had a lot of opportunities. Still do to this day. Yeah. But um, Because I, I always wanted to ask you, why don't you go into, like, law enforcement mm-hmm. and stuff like that? Because, I mean, it's, it is the road track that you see a lot of brothers when they come home. From the military, they go into certain things. Like Absolutely. That. So, I always ask, I always wonder why he like he could he could have definitely gone into like the sheriffs yeah. and stuff like that. Easily, easily, like yeah, that wouldn't even been a second thought. Like, oh yeah, I'm in. Bro, here's 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 some uh, news for you, and yeah. I give it to you live. Uh, you know, I was going through some things. I had some heart issues oh. recently, and um, there's nothing with my heart that that's clogging anything like that that's mm-hmm. affected me for because of health. It's just a freak event. And it put me down for some time, and mm. I was actually in the police academy. Oh shit! See, a lot of people don't because I don't put my business in the street. Yeah, smart man, so, smart man. I Keep was, it to yourself. Right, right, right. Yeah. So you know, I was actually in the police academy for the Burke County Sheriff's Department. Nice. Um, and I have that on hold right now. So we'll see, depending on um, if I'm able to do certain things at a certain level. If I'll be able to continue on, I pray that it happens. I do too. I pray that. So I've been in the house, man. I've been in the house for like <laughs> three weeks, man. Recovering. Yo, and I, we didn't even give you no background nah. for those those listening and stuff, man. His house is gorgeous, man. Oh, shout thanks, shout man. out to the wife because I guarantee you she's the one who put all this together. Yo, I actually did. <laughs> what? Stop. Nobody playing. believes that shit. <laughs> Real talk. Nah, my sister-in-law helped though. Credit to Taya. <laughs> Well, I guess Shelly, interior design, interior yeah, design, yeah. interior design works, man. Um, it's it's just it's just really good to see that you did, that you did that, man. It's really good to hear that that you taking those those risks because yeah. that is a risk. Where we come from, we necessarily don't. A lot of us we don't go that way. Yeah, absolutely, I'm gonna keep it funky with you. Absolutely. we've had our contentiousness with with law enforcement for years. Mm-hmm. But you know, when brothers decide to go that way and take that in there, it helps bridge that gap. It does, man. It helps bridge that gap, and we want the gap to be bridged. It's not like we it's us against them forever. It's just that. Listen, let me tell you, ain't nobody getting on no phone calling Pookie when something's going on. They call 911, Holmes, and they need help. So we want to have that camaraderie with, with law enforcement. It's just not always easy. It's been a long journey to get to this point. It has. And my, my whole thing was just, uh, you know, they say uh, it's hard. And, you, and I told people, I said, hey, I've been through things with law enforcement a few times. Hmm. But it's, it's not about um, the agencies. It's all about people. You know, like Facts. you could you could run into a great person, then you can run into a fucked up individual, in, in in the same day, 
but that's all it is, you know. Right. What are you taught? What what are your what are your you know your, your ethics, your values? Mm. It's all about that stuff. And I and I for me, I just wanted to be one of those guys that just listen first, yes, understand before I just react. The guys are doing it backwards, you know, mm-hmm. the people who are doing the messed up stuff. Because there's a lot of good um, soldiers, there's a lot of good officers, mm-hmm. there's a lot of good teachers, but then there's the ones that sometimes yeah. lose the shit. Yeah. You know? it, we're all human beings. We're humans. And, and, human, and everybody has their their threshold that mm-hmm. they break, and it's just... I know if I've had family members who've broken under military combat. I've had people who come back who are shell-shocked. I've had family members who... They never saw anything, and they just was like they got a whole bunch of discipline from the military. Yeah, whether it be you know naval services or whatever, and yeah. they, they changed their lives. They did better. They started Absolutely. cab companies and stuff like that. So it all it all depends on the individual and the individual goal. Is there anything you want to say um, before we get out of here and let the people know where they can find you and what oh, they yeah. and, and what to look forward to this, um, this coming two thousand nineteen? Oh, man, big stuff. Yeah. Um, I just want to thank everybody who's um, showed me support, you know, during um, the duration of me doing all this fitness stuff mm-hmm. and also during my time, you know, going through this injury or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel good. I'll be back. Um, and, Sweet you know, Jesus. Yeah. And I got my boy B here. I, you know, it took yeah. a long time to get here, but I, I said uh, this is <laughs> something I wanted to do. Right. And when it's time, it's time. Yeah, it time is. I think this is perfect time because I think you're in the clearest space you've ever been in. It feels like way. Yeah, I think this is that's when you when you people know it when it's time they can find it. So where can they find you on social media? Um, you can find me on Instagram, Eddie, uh, it's E D D I E underscore Howell H O W E L L, not cash. The hood will always be cash. Like I'm always red. Go ahead. Underscore fit F I T. Nice, nice. Simple as that. I got it. I got a YouTube going. Just um, Google my name, Eddie Howell. Nice. Same thing. It's too easy. All right. Any, any anything else before we get out of here? Uh, just look out for some things coming on. Um, I'm putting some ideas together. All Don't right. know exactly what yet, but I'm working. All right. So I'm out of here, man. Um, once again, make sure y'all check out this episode. I'm glad you guys listened to it. Thank you very much, those who have. Um, and you'll be able to find this on Spotify, iTunes. You name it, it's there. It's just. It's been a blessed couple of months, man. Thank you for everybody who's been tuning in. And again, man, check out this guy. I'm telling you right now, you go by his plan, you talk to this man, you're gonna things are gonna start to change. Just give him a chance. All right. Other than that.